What's up, everybody, and welcome back to House of M number three. I am your host, the Egg Emperor, aka Josh, and I am with Toph, the Angry Turnip. Hello, everybody. Hi, everybody. Wrong animation, but Dr. Nick is still cool. <laughs> um, what's going on, man? Uh, Not much. We had hey, a... uh, just... Go ahead. Oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you. Go. No. Fuck. Ah, no. No, no. My, my, mine's just a simple uh, thing. Go, no, go ahead. Oh, so I was, I was going to say, we had a guest on um, last podcast. We had a secret invasion with CK. Um, I just wanted to nice. shout that out. Uh, make sure you go listen to episode one of our secret invasion. Anytime that we have a guest on, it's called a secret invasion. So if you see that tagline on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, um, make sure you go check it out because it's something special. But you might hear a little bit of CK Amoeba a little bit more here and there. So it might not be so secret or an invasion. It might just be part of the house. Also take over. Yeah, might might just be like you know, a, a part of the house, you know, without without the hostel. <laughs> so there's that. Um, but this is episode three. So what do you got um, in your mind? Turn up really quick. Uh, I don't I don't know if you've been getting phone calls or anything like that, but just keep an eye out for Ben Urick. Okay, he's been blowing up my shit for like days. Something about doing an interview I, I don't know if you want to do it but uh it, it, if he rings you up or hits you up just uh um i, I don't know I, I like, do as you feel like daredevil ben Yurick. uh i was associated with daily bugle's own uh high i toss around spider-man but yeah he does uh he does shit for uh, daredevil too so no he does i think at least in yeah. uh in the netflix series he did Wow. Okay. I guess I'll be on the lookout for it. Yeah. Cool. Uh oh, yeah. so uh ooh. Got a good amount of cover. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> Where do you want to start? Uh, like oh there's so God. many things going on, and we were kind of talking pre-show. Um uh I finished Miss Marvel. So we're not going to get into that yet, correct? Um, just because, uh, you know, we're all in different spots. Like, I've seen Thor. <laughs> so here's here's what I'll say. Uh, just to kind of, like, throw the MCU out there for everybody. Um, my initial thought, and this is how I explained it to turn up without any spoilers. Miss Marvel probably leaves you with one of the the greatest cliffhangers um in all of the mcu hands down um at least if if you don't understand it you will at least question like oh my god why did they just do or say those things um so without saying more because turnip hasn't seen the ending yet um just look look for that watch even if you haven't gotten through miss marvel watch the last one i don't even care if you know what's going on but know what happens at the end of the episode because and have an opinion because it's going to be very important going forward 
for your love and care for the MCU. So there's and, that. And and please, of all things, don't be these Tasmanian asshats that, oh my God, I watched the last five minutes and I don't understand it. Of course you don't, you friggin' fruit basket. You didn't watch the whole damn thing. But the, you know how many times I have to sit here and talk to somebody about a show or like a, a movie? Oh, I caught the last 20 minutes. Well, did you see the plot line? <laughs> the, what was that? Are you even a Marvel fan? Let me just <laughs> like, it's just stuff happens. She's a hero. Like, yeah, like just it's just important. If you don't want to watch it, just take a peek. Watch YouTube. You know, watch the watch the end of it on YouTube. It's everywhere. You yeah, know, just get just get the just get the touch base of like the get the cliff notes, but make sure you go through the whole thing for the cliff notes, not yeah. just the and he dies. What the fuck? Like, yeah, because you won't get it. <laughs> How many times I have to listen to that or go through it or like I'm reading a book or something's going on and it's like. Uh, I don't know what to do here. Of course you don't. You looked at one thing. You looked at another thing. You don't know what's going on because you haven't gone through the whole thing. I, right. for one, I've, I've, I've watched two episodes of Miss Marvel. It's, it's a little hard for me to get into. And there's reasons. It goes basically back to the comic book. But the first time like, I actually tell somebody, and, and I'm, I'm not meaning to bring this up to start a, a, a coagulant debate. I'm just saying it. Because it's a lot of like things that I've heard online, and it's some of the stuff that drives me freaking bonkers. Okay, I don't not like the show because of its background. Okay, anybody who wants to bring up background is the reason why they don't like the show. You're missing point. It's a person. Okay, it's a person being a part of a superhero aspect, and it it it's turning into a superhero. And that's it. If you're not liking it because of its background or its race or otherwise, I don't know what to tell you, man, but there's a lot of things that come in from other cultures that have a wow factor of 40. <laughs> and you probably don't appreciate them because they come from other cultures. Yeah. Okay. That's facts. And I have to hear these cockamamie nitwits. Okay, that sit here and blow up some spot. Oh, well, it's, it's Middle Eastern. It's Muslim. It's this. Who cares? It's Dude. an actress or actor playing in a part, playing a role and doing something. Give it a shot. If you don't like it, the story sucked. The acting was horrible. I didn't like the costume. Right. Those are valid things. Don't say there's you, no place for something. Yeah. Don't like, don't say it. Don't say it. Yeah. Who, it's that, that's wrong. Or, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just saying to that person who wants to judge so hard, what there is no point for it. Right. And unfortunately, like there's people out there that don't believe in inclusion, that that just want to rip other people and they're so superior. But you know what? Inclusion's a thing. And it's very important. And honestly, you bring up a good point and not to like kind of run away, but I, it leads me to this conversation that I heard on YouTube about Luis de Esposito being Charles Xavier. And 
people were bringing up the fact that he's you know of color and everything else i think he would make a phenomenal charles xavier phenomenal he's got the the old man look yep he's got the dude you want to know something he's an intellect man like every position he plays in movies he is just a pure intellect and is just just portrays power so like why wouldn't you want somebody like that exactly and the the, what i was going to go into is we've all seen the ben Askrack version of daredevil (laughs) and careful where you go here (laughs) hold on besides going the ben Askrack way okay and Colin Farrell as Bullseye, which is one of the very, very few roles I did not like him in because I expected uh, Bullseye to be different. Yeah. Um, and then Jennifer Gardner, I think she was up Ben Askrack's ass or something like that. So she got to play Electra. Um, but anyway, there was a shining light at the end of the tunnel and everybody cheered for the fact of it it was called a man named michael clark duncan being kingpin yep great cast yeah and guess what there were people that said well he's black yeah did you watch the friggin thing did you see him portray the kingpin did you see him carry his tune no don't say a goddamn word. Okay? Unless you've seen it, you see not only physical aspect of power, okay? But you also see the finesse behind the character. It took years to get someone else that portrays the strength and finesse. Vincent D'Onofrio hits that on the fucking head. But before him, yeah, there was Michael Clark Duncan. So I don't want to hear tendencies or anything like that to this. Okay. I myself don't care for the character of Ms. Marvel. I, t- I told Egg Emperor that uh, yeah. when we were off base. You know, it. I don't get into the character. However, it has nothing to do with um, a cultural thing it has nothing to do with the the aspect of the creation i don't like how it was created in methods in certain formats but that's not for this podcast that's for like another podcast i probably won't be a part of because i'll probably make the guy cry um but the reason i'm not getting too far into miss marvel is exactly that um i'm not into the character that the character doesn't really move me so trying to fit this in to my mcu genre of what to watch is extremely hard because of that aspect um so probably by the next time we do our next episode um i will have watched it completely um and hopefully I have like a little bit more. Um, but to, to give you guys an example of, you know, more to this, 
Um, I have a couple people that look at me and say Moon Knight was pretty shitty because Oscar Isaac's character had multiple personalities. Oh, what a terrible take. It, exactly. Terrible take. Um, and the reason being is because reading Moon Knight, he was filled with multiple personalities for years. Yeah. It's some of the things that gave him strength but made him adapt but also made him a completely different character to where like, it was like, oh shit, we're reading about so-and-so. Great! To put it and portray it into the show because it's a really big thing, um, and it's especially with how certain things do work, it also, to me, just shows that a, a person with disabilities, personalities for them, uh, any kind of mental illness or anguish, you can be a superhero. Or you can also be a vigilante. Um, but <laughs> th- there's there's Our every vigilante, amount... by the way. <laughs> <laughs> there's but my 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 meaning to this is a good one though, is like there's good in all of us. It's just the fact of like which part of it do you want to actually carry something good to where like you do it good for mankind and you do it for your fellow man or you do it good for like you know your five friends because you want to talk about everybody else and be like an asset i'm i'm for the one of doing it good because this way everybody actually portrays it um not saying i don't make fun of people okay i just call people assets there's reason um but yeah i I mean I, I know Josh got into the Miss Marvel thing, and you know that there's a lot of people that have seen that, like they're a fan of the comic, fan of the show. Um, I just, I sadly am not one of them, and I'm, I'm two episodes in. You know, uh, my take on on that is, you know, <laughs> please don't take this the wrong way, but you've you've seen a lot more of what Marvel has had to offer. I'll put it that You're way. F- you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to put it as nicely as I could. Okay, um, you know, like no, but it's it's totally honest. Okay, like you have been around Marvel, even even just like in the fandom. Okay, like more than I have. Um, it's fairly new for me. I would say, even though I started when I was a kid and took that kind of break, but. I found a new love and I kind of embrace everything with no ties to like, oh, I'm into this. Like, yeah. Oh, I like the Fantastic Four. Yeah. I, I like Doctor Strange's character realistically from the MCU. Hand up. Confession. I've never read a Doctor Strange comic before Nexus of Nightmares and Strange. So the strange one where run right now where Clea is the sorcerer supreme because Doctor Strange is dead. And well, I scratched that. I read Death of Doctor Strange, but anything before that, I have never read. But Doctor Strange is one of my favorite characters because of Benedict Cumberbatch. Like that's just a fact. Um, you know, so like my take on like even down to like somebody like Kamala Khan is I just I I just flat out embrace it because I have no no other mindset. 
You know what I mean? Like where you may have built some sort of mindset and maybe with like the, the young Avengers, even though I'm starting, I, I just read one through six of young Avengers going into current reading. Um, I, I just bought them all by the way too. So for you people that are <laughs> listening that <laughs> are cringing to the fact that I just bought one through six of young Avengers. Um, yeah, that hurt, but it was so good. And I can actually call that one through six line one of my favorites that I've read so far. Um, but maybe I developed something like that, you know, where, oh, I don't really like that character or this type of character or this storyline. Who knows? It's it's just an opinion. It doesn't hurt. Not hurting anybody, you know? So don't it feel is, bad about it. It is sometimes, though... Um... I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. Uh, you can get a brand new character that's introduced. It's supposed to be like the. Um, it, it's also the reason why, like you know, when when characters are introduced into the MCU, uh, into the, into the actual Marvel continuity, and they, and they're introduced, or I, I, I'm going to cross platform here for a moment as well. Um, it happens in DC, happens in Image, happens in your your, you know, in anywhere. Um, you have a writer. We'll uh, pick up some schmo that writes Rob Liefeld. Mm -hmm. um, can write a pretty shitty story, um, put together like a couple things, create the character, make the character everything, and then for what you want to see, what you want to do. But his writing and prowess of how he backs the character is a complete and utter piece of shit. Um, Fast forward about a year and a half later, you get someone like uh, Brian Michael Bendis or uh, one of my other uh, uh, writers that I've actually been enjoying, uh, Chris uh, Chip Zdarsky, um, who's not only writing Batman, but he's also writing Daredevil in the process. Um, I mean, you get someone like him who takes a character and all of a sudden he's reintroducing the character to the, the streamlined continuity. He's having him fight Daredevil or he's having him fight some of the superhero that he's writing a book on. And all of a sudden, your mindset is like, oh, crap. Is this this guy's first appearance? No. Crap, I got to look this up. Right. Makes you look. Makes yeah. you learn. And then, like, yeah. now you're typing away. And, and, oh, he was in some Rob Liefeld book, and he was created by Liefeld. Great. Now we got to track this. You start reading that, and you're like, this isn't the same character. The guy in this book is shit. But the, the, the book I'm reading over here where he's fighting Daredevil or taking on some other guy like giving him a wedgie, that's a great freaking character. What happened? But now you pick up the book anyway because now Chip Zdarsky just made or it's some other writer, artist, etc. Insert name here. Insert foot here. Okay, Red Foreman. Inserting foot to ass. It, <laughs> somewhere within that drive you're now getting a reintroduction of this character. And the character will now send people to do, as Agen Per said, research. Now they see a book that's got about 10,000 copies, didn't sell well, nobody cared. It, it, it's, it's holding up like a, a box full of Tide. Nobody, <laughs> nobody wants to read it. But now 
this reintroduction will make people want the book. And it's not just, um, what was the one I saw it on recently? Um, oh, uh, with, uh, with the Morales, Miles Morales uh, new movie coming out uh, with the Edge of the Spider-Verse again. Oh, yeah, uh, number Edge two. of the Spider-Verse, yeah. So they've cast, uh, is it Jonathan Schwartzman? I don't know. I I honestly it it's it's only someone, seen bits and pieces of the first Into the Spider Verse. Uh, number one, gotta watch that. It's a Sony movie, but it's a it's 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 actually really good. Um, but yeah, I think it's Jonathan Schwartzman they cast as the Spot. And I know what everybody's saying, like as they're 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 going over this. Who the fuck is the Spot? <laughs> it, it, does Tide take them out? I mean, does Clorox bleach like just take them away? Uh, I don't, amazingly, I don't know who no. Spot is I have no idea. Exactly, hand, it's a hand up. A I, I've never read Spider Man at all, really. Actually, <laughs> that's a, that's another confession. <laughs> it's so the Spot is a B character, boring as all fuck. But now he's going to go into continuity by being a part of a movie. So what does that do? People are interested in the spot. They want to see if he's a great hero, villain, someone that actually can make Spider-Man do like a kind of a dance. So what do they do? Mm. They find his first appearance. And it's garbage. <laughs> but the book has gone up to like 50, 70 bucks. Because they have somebody to cast as a show. Same thing when you mention or bring back another character. You can always give them uplift or upbeat in order to be relevant. Because they could have created a great character. In the case of like how I mentioned with Miss Marvel, they probably created a great character for other people to enjoy. I am not one of those people that enjoy it. The spot. It's a pretty interesting character. He's got a cool gimmick. But I'm not going to sit there and read like a 20-page expose on the guy. Right. Hopefully well, the movie I, actually I, sprouts it. I was going to say, well, now I won't. No, you're <laughs> <telling me> <laughs> not uh, no but it's, Down with it's the a spot. fair point. Fair point. Very, very fair point. And, you know, I kind of forgot about Into the Spider-Verse. Um, I've heard great things about that movie. Um, like I said, I've only seen like parts here and there and I, I've wanted to sit down and really watch it. Um, this new uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is in, I think, two parts, right? If I'm not mistaken. Um, which I, I also didn't, so. I didn't realize this about this movie, that it's already got like MCU actors in it like as voices so like Haley Seinfeld is Gwen Stacy um Oscar Isaac is Miguel O'Hara um you know like there that's Kate Bishop and Moon Knight like <laughs> you know so that's going to be interesting too because they've entered new roles in the MCU you know I I don't know if people are going to like that 
you know, well, if they pick if they pick up on it, even. But Oscar Isaac, I know, can make a voice out of anything. So, like, I mean, mm. that guy is phenomenal. Like, uh, you probably won't even know it's him. <laughs> and the, the the one thing I could say that Josh actually picked up with uh, earlier today before we actually did the uh, the the podcast and ran it with everything. Um, some people with their voices and the, and, the, and like anything that they do can just basically wow you and give you that wow factor that um, you don't even know it's them. True. Um, and <laughs> very true. Learned that. <laughs> yes. Learned yes. straight up. Learned it. Um, the the kick that you have to basically go into is unless you're a diehard fan and you a hundred percent know their voice, you will not pick up on them. The other aspect to go with that is while you're sitting there doing that, you will also understand that the voice that carries over, you could have a completely different look or a completely different feel to their face, and you may not even know it's them. Great. And then all of a sudden you read and it's like, oh, wait, that's that person? I didn't know that. Like, yep, we did. We knew. Um, doesn't make you a bad person. Doesn't say, like, you know, you suck as a, as a nerd. Um, it's Some people will pick up on things that are different than others. And that's completely okay. I'm just sure looking is. at just looking at Josh right now. And he just, I am looking at his face. Just listening <laughs> to you and absorbing all of it, all of it. Because, that's like the, you know, that's a that's new the like, amount of Marvel knowledge pushed on you right now. No, but like it's just a new, like. I mean, even talking about the the voice stuff, like it's just a whole new thing. I'm not that type of person. Like, I know there's people out there that you know cause play and you know all that stuff like the, the closest thing i could ever get into um you know as far as that stuff goes is like D D, and i'm still to this day i've never played a D D, um you know what is campaign um would love to <laughs> would absolutely <laughs> love to but um you know it's just that's not it's, it's not me so it is interesting when when people bring that to the table you know it, it it's amazing. Um, you, you know what else is amazing, though? What's that? Um, I heard in the earlier aspect of this that uh, you went along and saw Thor. I did. Yes. Um, I I guess I could give my grade without spoiling anything. How many? Um, uh, how many ham? How many hammers? Out of five. Um. Oh, you know, I've really liked it. I really, really liked it. I'm definitely not going to give it five. I think it would be harsh to go somewhere around like three, three and a half. I'm going to say four, like four flat um, with a potential four room for growth. Like what I'll say is without spoiling anything at all, they definitely did things right. Um, especially if you're a comic book fan, comic book fans will love this movie, and we'll probably say a lot of the same stuff I'm about to say, but definitely room for more dialogue from specific characters, and 
room for more storyboarding. They easily could have made this a three hour movie safely with not like a lack of content or pushing an agenda too much or hanging on something for too long, you know, and just you as the viewer are like, oh my God, this is still going on, you know, but there was room in that movie. And I, I know Marvel's doing this thing with like two hour movies right now, which like, it's a good time because of, you know, um, production cost and COVID and, and all this stuff, man, just people going to the movies and not being able to, or not wanting to this, that blah, 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 blah. But fact of the matter is is like they did well in the two hours and they did enough um that it's a good movie it's a really good movie um but i wish there was more like it's not like ragnarok level i wouldn't think um i think ragnarok is a little better and that's coming from a guy that now appreciates ragnarok because <laughs> i didn't the you... first time would you put it in between Ragnarok and Thor the Dark World? It's better than Dark World. There you go. Okay. That's way that's better. All yeah, I, I, w- I would even say the first Thor is better than Dark World. But <laughs> um, like I don't know. In general, that I didn't like that movie. <laughs> um Daredevil's like I couldn't say Daredevil's, but a it's rewatchable. Demons. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's got some. It, it, what what do I say about Thor: The Dark World? It may not be like the best movie in the MCU, uh, with certain things that come alive and come about. However, it's got some perfect one-liners that just make you wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of a good jump tactic to it. Really good, but you're not going to see me come out and like. I gotta watch this movie. Yeah. No. Yeah, like I'm never gonna tell somebody, hey, if you wanna if you wanna know what Thor's about, <laughs> you know, it's go watch Thor in a dark one. No. Um but yeah, it was a very good movie. Like I would go see it again in a theater. Like I'd probably, you know, go I'm an AMC Stubbs list member, not to like humble brag, but uh, I get to go see three movies a week <laughs> for free out of my membership. So like I could definitely go see myself like going to just watch Thor by myself just for like, you know, looking for Easter eggs or whatever. Like, yeah, it's good. It's really good. And you know what? Don't go into the mindset of like, oh, I'm worried because I didn't like Doctor Strange or oh, I'm worried because I didn't like this or Moon Knight or that. Like, just go in there. It's a Thor movie. It's going to be funny. It's going to have a lot of substance. And I will say it is a plus for comic fans the way it's set up. So that's my hum- that's my humble review without spoilers. So what would you like to see out of it turn up that because you haven't seen it yet so thor in in my eyes like what i want to see out of it because i know i'm gonna see it at some point soon uh probably this weekend um i i i want to see i want to see how thor developed i know like i've seen the costume the, the costume hasn't really jumped at me um and i mentioned this i think like one podcast before pa- podcast 
Pancast. Maryville Pancast. It is the Mighty Marvel Pancast. Um, <laughs> uh, no, for, for me, like, uh, I liked. I like the suit in Ragnarok. I liked, uh, you know, the the suit in the Thor: The Dark World. It was a little touch up, but it wasn't too bad. Um, the introduction um, with Car- uh, with Kenneth Branagh doing like the first Thor, um, it brought a good amount and everything to life. Like you know, made me more interested in everything going on. Um, however, like this one, the all blue. If this is the take on his Asgardian armor, back to the drawing board, please. Back. Um, I'm not too thrilled with the costume antics and everything, although uh, taking a look at what Gore the God Butcher can actually give us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um I know a lot of people have actually said, oh, hopefully it's not his final form. Like, he's Majin Buu, like, ready to form, or he's Frieza, going into his final steps. Listen, (laughs) I've said this with Marvel movies, I've said this with DC movies, I've said this with any type of movie that you get from a comic book, period. You're not always going to get what is depicted from the book itself. There's always going to be some changes. It's going to be artists rendering some things that really work in comics uh, that work good in film. Other things that work in comics that don't work in film. So they have to change it. Okay. I believe the question was Wolverine asking Cyclops and X-Men 1, you guys go out in these? And the throwback comment was, what do you expect? Yellow spandex? That's the key point. You're not always going to get the depiction. Does Christian Bale look phenomenal? Yes. He looks astounding. And he's so in-depth with the character, it looks tremendous. And you've got to ruin it with some dork picking his nose sitting there ah, i hope he gets his final form <laughs> no i want to see gore the god butcher exactly as he is you know what i want to see him do butcher i want to see him butcher gods but i know it's not going to happen because it's a disney movie that's what i want to see i want to see him butcher gods i want to see gods grovel at his feet tremble as they're about to like fucking have their whole world ended okay because this man is the god butcher it's bad enough that one of the heavier things i could say i didn't like about ragnarok was um the executioner guy was Mm. a pansy he was a pussy (laughs) that man walked around asgard with an axe ready to hack motherfuckers heads off and what did you do? You turned him into a goddamn pussy. So what did you do with Gore the God Butcher? Did you remove his balls? That's what I want to see. I want to, Not to the fact of like if his balls are removed. You could cover that up. 
But what I want to see is I, I want to see the tenacity that is in the book that introduces them. I want to see it. And I know Christian Bell has that. You ever see American Psycho? <laughs> Fantastic movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Phenomenal stuff. Um, besides that, I also do want to see a level of Valkyrie that kind of goes forward. Um, we know to the fact that she's been given the throne of Asgard. We know to the fact she's, you know, basically becoming this big thing that's that you know is going to implement the character. A lot of people are getting more involved with the character because of, you know, not only just because of their background, but because of how they are interpreting themselves as an actual mainstream character. For me, I want to see how that progresses. And then, of course, uh, yeah, I want to see Natalie Portman's ass. <laughs> um, you know, there's there's a little things that you kind of like. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let me let me throw back to when everybody was beating, badgering. I, I think it was Attack of the Clones. Yeah, it was Attack of the Clones. Um, and Natalie Portman is doing like a couple scenes, and like you know, you're watching the movie. And all of a sudden, she's in this tight white thing. She's bending over, blasting people. And you can't help but admire the ass that that woman has. Okay? She's pushed out a couple, like, sperm trophies. Fantastic. Still, I want to see it, and especially if it's holding a hammer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, buddy. Um. Uh, there's a little seriousness in there there's a little bit of joking but all, all things aside um i i want to see what the director i forget how to pronounce his name takati taika watizi uh, thank you what what josh said i, I want to <laughs> see what he brought to the movie and like actually introduces everything that maybe is good maybe is bad maybe is dry maybe is bland josh gave it four hammers up with a possibility of four and a half um, I just hope to the fact that it's better than Doctor Strange 2. I felt dry. I felt kind of... Uh, <laughs> I felt unwell after Doctor Strange 2. And the two reasons why was because, again, I, I expected a Sam Raimi movie that was going to move me. But I also expected a really good uh, comic book movie that we basically got maybe out of Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2. I, I, I didn't get that out of this. So some of the stuff left me unfulfilled as a Marvel fan. And if we're supposed to be introducing the Fantastic Four, if we're also supposed to be getting Namor in Black Panther 2, um, and also a teaser to possibly Doctor Doom, I don't want this to be Oh, movie one for phase four. Dry. Movie two for phase four. Dry. How am I supposed to get excited for however the they introduced the Fantastic Four, Doctor Doom, and Namor? Right. All I'm going to be doing is sitting there like, oh, they gave Namor the little flipper feet. Oh. <clears throat> if that happens, I'm laughing. I'll be the only one in there left. You're, I will say this. You're going to love the end credit. You're going to love it. 
Sweet. You're going to love it. Um, some people are not going to understand it. You will. <laughs> the mid-credit. The mid-credit one. So, um, yeah. I, You know, I don't know how you're going to like it or not. I really don't. But from from what you want to see um you're in a good spot you're in a good spot i'll say that uh, i'll say that so no more even close to even thinking about spoiling anything do you have anything else you want to talk about oh yes so <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen boys and girls who are listening to this podcast i'm your host angry turnip and i'm about to kick on to you San Diego Comic-Con. That's right. Right now in San Diego, comic convention and people all around are actually flocking to this wonderful thing of nerddom. And our own Josh has actually been doing the research in order to see what he can find. You know what that means? It means there's going to be cool guests there. You know what else that means? I'm sitting on my couch. Which is like completely okay because I like being sitting on my couch. You're sitting in a freaking chair, seeing you. Truth. Uh, that, that's actually true. I'm sitting <laughs> in, in a chair. This, this would be a perfect opportunity for an ad read for, um, you know, whoever makes my chair. I forgot even who it was. But I don't that'd, know. Be cool. that'd be cool. Maybe, maybe some, one maybe day. Something, yeah, maybe something about wheat cakes. Yeah, maybe. Know. Yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> some some dry pancakes. Oh, yeah. just dry yeah um, um special anyway blend. <laughs> yeah no um but yeah no i i haven't really been digging too too hard because there are leaks you have out things there. on your computer that you've been looking up stop being no 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 but I, i'm not looking up aggressively about that honestly i'm trying to like weed through the twitter timeline right now because there's a lot of san diego content uh on there san diego comic-con content but um some of it is leaks which i don't want so i'm scrolling kind of fast kind so, of like peeking <laughs> so there 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 is there, there is one and i'm gonna say this i'm gonna go off topic of marvel for 30 seconds because this this actually gets me excited and heaven for fucking bid if it's true and you know when i here's one thing ladies and gentlemen and like you know humans out there if you hear me swear there's a reason for it i have a lot of passion when i hear about certain things or read certain things so if i if i go by the the late great george carlin and i add a fucking all right, and this shit is amazing. There's reasons for it. Now, I'm going to explain my reason because we're on a Marvel podcast and I'm going to mention this. But it is rumored over the weekend that Henry Cavill will announce he is being Superman again. Oh, man. I mean, I hate DC, but that's, that's great news for them. <laughs> yes i mean he's gotta be though like they're bringing in dwayne johnson to be black adam which is really yes. really good cast i think um mm. but you know i'm not a dc person i don't know one lick of anything dc 
So don't, I'm not even going to act like it, but it's, it's one of the things, of course, if you are a comic nerd and the reason why, like I bring it up is because with everything that did happen over in DC, and like I said, I'm going to keep this brief, but at this San Diego comic-con, we did say we were going to talk Um, for me, seeing something like that, when I know he signed a little bit more of a deal in order to play the man of steel, seeing man of steel itself, then seeing Batman, Superman, And then seeing Justice League, um, that was long size of what the fuck. I don't know what I just watched, but it was okay. It's DC. Um, he plays a powerful character in a lot of things he does. Um, take back going to uh, Netflix where he's Geralt as the Witcher. Um, solid, solid actor. Uh, solid in a lot of things he does makes up for like a lot of things w- w- within his his prowess he he has that basic general tenacity when you actually watch a movie with him in it you're enthralled to his character where you want to see more um and for me hitting on the low cut keys of um you know a little bit of brandon ruth but a lot of christopher reeve when he was soft-spoken, very easygoing, laid back. Like he didn't have a care in the world kind of like person as Clark Kent, but also a Superman. Um, for, for me, that take is, is fantastic. Um, so that, that's basically one of the bigger news is, so if anybody hears anything of that, um, get excited if you, if you like that kind of thing. I know we have nerds of all culture, um, but for, for me, that, that's something that like excites me. Um, besides that, um, just seeing, you know, and knowing Josh is still looking at a couple other things from, from Comic-Con. And I know he's got his computer up. He's doing it now. See, uh, I, you know, you started talking about DC. You know, the only thing that came to my mind during that whole thing right there was <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I am like scrolling through some stuff uh, on Twitter here. Uh, there's a lot of lot the Marvel Expos huge um, as as you may think or know um, but Henry Cavill what, he, you're right he's a great like actor great persona when he's on the screen you mm-hmm. know what I'd love Henry Cavill to play Century grow your hair out give me Century give me him playing Century and I think DC fans will be the most jealous people of all time. The you, you give almost, Marvel's budget with him. Oh man. Oh, I'd man. almost like it, but the problem is is that if they actually introduce the Sentry, I'd want someone who would actually cover not only Sentry but pull off a fucking stellar void. True. You got to remember he's got that secondary persona. And again, mm. it, it's it's Marvel dealing with multiple personalities in certain ways. For me, if, if you're going to do that, you have to get somebody that's going to nail a two-part character um, that's going to bring a little bit more into that character per se. Um, it's the same thing as... Um, Going back to WandaVision, where they introduced um, 
Billy and Tommy. Uh, it was great. But the twins are supposed to look like each other. It's one of the key features, especially when they were introduced um, in Young Avengers. It was one of the hugest standouts that anybody always saw. And when Jim Chung, who's the artist of Young Avengers, drew Billy and Tommy, the only differences were their hair. All their facial features were similar. Um, and of course, with Tommy, he also had his uncle's hairstyle. Which, if anybody knows, the mother of Billy and Tommy is the Scarlet Witch. Tommy had the straight white hair of Pietro. Yeah. You don't see that anymore. Yeah, sure don't. That is that is a fact. I mean, you know, there is room to like change some stuff. I mean, we've seen how many times has Captain Marvel's suit been changed? Like, honestly. <laughs> like, you know, that I mean, I know that's like a thing in itself for for people, but you know, we could see some uh cosmetic changes to characters or something going forward, but you're right. You know, there's some, there's definitely some differences. Yeah. So what do you got from uh, the con there, uh, buddy? No, honestly, you know, it's more like what people want to see. I'm kind of skipping over, like I said, I'm kind of skipping over leaks. Um, A lot of Judgment Day stuff is going on, I guess, uh, with the release of Judgment Day and uh, Eve of Judgment, all that good stuff. I guess there's a couple of things going on there. Um, they got some suits, uh, some some um, Marvel Studios uh, costumes uh, up, like the, what they wore. Um, yeah, there's there's going to be announcements, but uh, you know of whether it's MCU or first looks or whatever. It sounds like they're saving all the big stuff for D twenty three though, which I think is September or October. So. They were saying more bottom line things like um, uh, potentially uh, like a a more in-depth on She-Hulk, which comes out next month, like a Mm. more in-depth trailer, Um, um, a more in-depth look at maybe the people that are in She-Hulk explaining who's going to be in it as a kind of like, not a spoiler, but, you know, um, just introducing some people. maybe uh, people want the mutants thing but they said that that might be d23 people are saying that new mutants is going to be um not new mutants the mutants is going to be like the new call sign for the x-men um we'll see i i really just think that they should do like maybe blade like uh, i just want to hear something about why blade was calling to dane whitman at the end of eternals like please like give me something that i don't have to wait three years for you know what i mean whether it's like a mcu uh movie or a a show like tell me what's going on i just want to know a little bit of what to look forward to i don't need like first looks of like 
Wakanda forever or whatever, which they could do because that's like a couple months away. Um, but, you know, there's just, there's things that they could do and things that are kind of like leaking here and there that, like Daredevil, like they said, like Daredevil could be brought up uh, this weekend at San Diego mm-hmm. Comic-Con, which would be a good one, okay? Like Daredevil is supposed to be coming back as a Disney Plus show. Like that's perfect. It's not like so crazy. Like it's a new MC untitled MCU that's coming out, um, you know, but I would love to hear stuff like that because it, it tells us what, like what to look forward to, what direction we're going in. Because honestly, as much as I am okay with phase four, I am okay with it. I liked a lot of it there's no direction there's zero direction um with this phase i think it's they're trying to bring in a lot of different things and they're trying to create their own storylines within these things and that's what people might not understand and i was talking to ck about this last podcast on the secret invasion you know like honestly caught the cosmic powers the the skill powers like and and the mutants they're all different storylines okay like science and tech innovators and marvel can go five different ways and not all of it might not tie in but you might have a judgment day or a reckoning war event that is your end game at the end of it all where it brings everybody together so people are trying to make every single movie tie into each other and i just think you shouldn't you know i think you should have an open mind about like where the mcu is is trying to go introducing you to all these small little things you know and i hope comic-con gives us a little bit of that filler to where we're going See, you know the, the the one thing i would like is you're right um the one thing that would be cool um if you, if you do look at something like uh, Eternals, as abysmal as Eternals was, um, it tried to change a little bit of continuity, throw a couple things like for a loop. Uh, wasn't really digging the style or aspect of where they were going. However, um, dropping little subtle hints and like certain things here and certain things there great cool grand like you know you're a part of the universe but you're not connecting the movies in any which way right you're just mentioning what's going on in the world that's typical normal um doing a completely off-based thing um to give a teaser for more stuff coming up that's even better mm-hmm. okay you just know that the characters that are in this movie exist in the same world as Avengers, Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, etc. They're all going to make their money. Um, but now, not only are you introducing something that is completely and utterly different uh, than the character, but you're also introducing something completely and utterly different that nobody's really expecting. Um, right. Henceforth, like I know the cat's out of the bag with this for like a, a good long time, so I'm not missing anything of a spoiler. Um, the idea that Dane Whitman, who is also AKA the Black Knight, goes mm-hmm. to touch the one and only Ebony Blade, which he has controlled for like a good long time. And when he goes to touch it, there's a voice. 
and it's Masha Ali's blade. Now, people have always been saying, what's going to be the connection? What's going to bring this? What's going to bring this? The, the point is, you don't know which way that the MCU will go with it. But it is a tie-in to the fact that the Ebony Blade is rumored to be in the Blade um, TV show or movie, which, whichever one they're doing with him. I don't yeah, know. One, a, one minute. Uh, movie. One, that is that yeah. is a film, yeah. As far as we know, like there's also been uh, there's been stuff that's changed in planning. You know, um, I think uh, was it? It might have been she. Like when it first came out, when it was first like launching, I think She Hulk was going to be a movie, but it turned into a Disney Plus show, uh, and then like they released it obviously with the whole D twenty three thing and. You know, it became a Disney Plus show, you know, in its entirety. But, or maybe it was Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion might have been a movie too. And now it's a Disney Plus show, you know? Yeah. So, which I think that would have been a better movie. <laughs> but, you know, that is also a lot of content in Secret Invasion, especially in the comic. So, either, either which way, like, I still. I still can say after like what is it now 11 12 years of the MCU whichever like I don't know covid has basically tiled down of hey like we're in year 50 um to to me to me Marvel basically hit it on the head they did it right and it it's it's always stated with how they go you start off with Tony Stark as Iron Man and, and you basically run with that like crazy. If they got the wrong actor, it would have sucked. Um, if they got the wrong script, it would have sucked. If they got a lot of things wrong, it would have sucked. And you don't get what we have now. The thing is, Iron Man became a household name. Thank you, Robert Downey Jr. Revitalized your career, made you exactly what you're doing now and making you so successful. Um, Chris Evans taking like you know stupid role after stupid role after stupid role, but then you actually step into something like of Steve Rogers, and now it's serious with a little bit of a catchphrase and a little bit like of of different catch, and you're successful. It, it it's hitting stride, but now you get Chris Hemsworth hasn't made his mark on anything. Ride and Pine comes in as the God of Thunder. Perfect. You built, you dropped your foundation, you made everything you wanted to. Now your movies are running amok and you can do anything you want with them now. DC is still trying to basically build their foundation. Their foundation is completely broken. Do you realize as excited as I am to see Michael Keaton back in a bat suit to the <laughs> fact that you have Esmer Miller running around as a flash just turns me off? <laughs> the woman beater 5000 that is the flash here okay is the part that's turning me off because if you've seen justice league you know how moronic an idiot he is and it shouldn't have even been done by that that was not even barry allen to like no rendition of barry allen was like that there's been million variations of barry allen he wasn't like that 
That's like saying, oh, we're going to make Iron Man in plastic. What? <laughs> He's Iron Man, not plastic spoon. It just shows where people, and especially with the, with the mindsets of what everybody is building, you see where they are, where they're going, and where they want to be. For me, Marvel has done it right over and over again. They've given fans what they've wanted. They've built their foundation. But now they get to play a little bit outside the sandbox. And I think that's a little bit with Phase 4, because even with Loki coming back, the sandbox is completely wide open. It has more variables you can play with. With DC, you're still picking up the pieces. You haven't even gotten a, a, like into the sand. You're basically in a box. And you don't know which way to go. I'm liking it. But like I said about, like, you know, especially Ms. Marvel, like I said about, like, you know, what I want to see out of Thor. There's things as a comic book fan I want to see because I want to grasp that concept of seeing it in real life. There's other things as a comic book fan I want to see it because I know to the fact it's going to be a story that's going to blossom and you're going to get far-fetched into it where somebody out there is going to stop, go to your local comic shop, hit in, and try to find First Appearance of Gore the God Butcher. Or more stories of Thor in any which way, shape, or form. Or, like Josh, more stories of Doctor Strange. That's we it. All wanna, yeah, we all want to see that. By the and way, yeah, it's uh, yeah, Thor, God of Thunder, number two. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, his cameo was in the first one. Um, oh, was it? Damn it! Yeah, no, that was his cameo. His first full appearance is in the second one, with also, I believe, a cover appearance in the background. There we go. I learned something. You see that? Look, I went and looked. Good, 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 I went good, good, and looked. Good, good. Listen, <laughs> props. High five. Good scenario. I like it. Hey, and, and like you said, as long as we get to see some of the things that, like, in real life, like, things come to fruition, for me, I haven't even read it yet, but I would love to see Secret Wars. I've heard nothing but good things about Secret Wars and everything leading up to it. Some, even if it's a glimpse of bringing in mutants and House of M, of course I want that. And the Midnight Suns. That's all I'm asking for, <laughs> like, because you're setting all of this stuff up and you can do it at some point with these actors and with the storyline, like anything is possible. <laughs> but, you know, I hope they just do it right by the fans, you know, because we a lot of us take a lot of time and and put a lot of effort. You know, it's a livelihood for a lot of us, uh, especially the comic book. Um collectors and and readers so yeah that was a long one but hey this is um are you, are you all set turn up you got anything else to add uh the only thing i, I want to say is to everybody out there do us all a favor um we know you love reading books online and everything visit your local comic shops a lot of them are not 
like Walmarts and, and Targets and everything like that. They're small mom and pop places putting and spending their money to get books into you, to show them, to read them. Take some time, get some good books, pop in there. You may even find like a, a, a nice good gem or something like that. But the other thing is when you talk to your local comic shop reps, the beauty part and aspect of them is that you learn more about comics, but in the long run, you also learn how to like actually do things um, and, and get into different books. So if you're just sitting there on a Spider-Man or a Daredevil, you don't know what you may be missing out on in a Hulk or a Fantastic Four um, or even some artwork. So visit and visit often. They're wonderful people. Yeah, well, and that's how I was going to end that right there. You might even find somebody that can relate. You can relate to, you know, you go, go talk, go have fun. Enjoy what you like to do. Go find a comic, go talk about what's happening in Marvel at your local comic book shop. I can never stress that enough. It's you, awesome. You may, I love going find- to mine. You may find a turnip in there. You never know. You may. You may find an egg. You never know. <laughs> figuratively, figuratively and literally. Um, yes. So, all right. This yeah. was how this was House of M number three, and we'll be back next time. Peace out. Later, Gators. <laughs>